Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. This is Knightsbridge. This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. For the record, my name is Spud Goodman. Welcome to this quaint little radio program. Yes, we are aired in a variety of markets now, but we will never, ever become a McRadio program. You know, one of those shows served up to like 5 billion ambivalent customers. Supplying a show resembling a tasteless glob of something that you can't put your finger on because it's so faint. No, no, we strive to be that strange substance that once it registers with the taste buds, you know it's not familiar. You know, it's, it's actually kind of an upsetting situation. Yep, that's us. All right, I should now announce uh, sitting next to me tonight is someone who I've adamantly voiced my displeasure about. It seems our executive producer, Lori Madsen, has decided to lift her leg figuratively and place a mouthpiece of management here to keep me under control, supposedly. Please greet a total kiss-ass Mr. Gerald Holcomb, the sales manager of the show. All right. You can talk now. You got like seven seconds or so. Let's do it. Uh, Spud, thank you. I know you speak in jest here, but I'm very honored to sit in tonight as the guest co-host. Well, as my regular co-host, Chick Hunter, who I miss already, is away on a personal matter, and I I, I don't know for how long. I was sort of hoping I would get to, like, make the decision about who, you know, I was going to carry on for the time being with, and... I can tell this to you, I'll say this to your face right now. You are not my first, my second, nor my third choice to be sitting here. (laughs) Uh, Spud, you're a pretty funny guy, you know that. So I'm not joking. Seriously. Oh, Oh. well, let me ask you this. What do you want to talk about tonight? I had a heck of a day today. Do you want to hear about it? I've got a couple of really wacky stories I've got Uh, for you. No, I will pass on that. So can I ask uh, for the real story, though, on why you were told to be here tonight? It won't go any further. Nobody really gave me the total scoop. Well, honestly, there was some concern about you doing the show all alone without somebody at your side to keep things... What? Well, in line just a little bit. There's a there's a concern that you might take the show in a not-so-wise direction. So, 
my job here is to facilitate and <laughs> and be there for you should right. it be necessary to get uh, things back on I don't track. understand. Yeah, so what, what you're actually saying is our producer is freaked and feels there needs to be adult supervision here. I, I get that. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. What she, what she thinks, I'm, I'm going to go all gangster rap and start a wor- uh, like a word war here with someone important? <laughs> That's... God, just text her right now and let her know I'm a professional and I don't need mommy or daddy looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's so hot. Do, do you want to maybe like leave now as I have things under control? I have this. Well, actually, I cannot leave until the show's over. Uh, I've also been asked to co-host the post-show report, what? too. I, I, I brushed up on some of the basics in the radio handbook I bought online. I think I'm prepared for anything coming my way. Uh, do you want to throw something out and I'll just go with it? You know, no. kind of riff on a topic? Not really. I, I'm pretty good at this. You know, I'm, I'm entertained many a party with my witty repartee. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not, not into that, okay? How about we got, go to some music right now? Let's oh. check out a band that performed on my TV show at KTZZ in Seattle way back. Here is uh, Love Spit Love, uh, featuring, of course, Richard Butler, formerly of uh, the Psychedelic Furs. And here's their song, Coding. Great.
is the Spud Goodman Show. You can get plastic plants, too, if you want. Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Hey, 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 Spud, this is yeah. kind of exciting. Uh, I understand our first guest celebrity callers on the line. Are you ready? All right. Please welcome David Allen Greer to the show. Thanks for taking the time to check in with us, David. Sure thing, man. All right. So you'll be appearing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Seattle. Busy guy. Yes. Yes, that is true. All right. Um, so, David, a lot of people, of course, remember your work way back on In Living Color. And over the years, I've interviewed a few of your fellow cast members from that show. It's it's kind of ridiculous how much talent was on that show during its run. It's kind of like the sketch comedy version of the film Dazed and Confused, because virtually everyone in the credits later blew up. It's pretty wild, even to this day, isn't it? Well, not everyone. Not everyone. Okay, not right. everyone. A lot you got of me. A lot of, lot, of, lot of the original cast. Yeah, I mean, we could spend another 20 minutes going over the names, but yeah, I think, I think my listeners yeah. get the gist. It was just pretty much uh, a golden a golden uh, moment. To that that show was pretty special. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to lead to here is comedy is but one part of your career. You, you graduated from Yale with a master's in fine arts, and you have a pretty freaking uh, impressive resume as a dramatic actor. I mean, you did the Mammoth play Race on Broadway and got one of your two Tony nominations. So, And then you also what? You three did, Tony nominations, three, excuse me. Three. God, damn, I got to I gotta research. I gotta do better research. But, but you also started what with Altman Streamers, which was pretty a pretty freaking heavy movie. So, wow, you're yeah, you're versatile. Yeah. You're versatile in a half. I've, you know what? I've always loved uh, acting and all facets of it. Um, so I hope to continue to push on. But you know, live comedy is something I always come back to because it's a way to connect with my fans on a very direct and intimate basis, especially when there's a club setting. Um, that's why I still do it. But uh yeah, man, I've been I've been pushing for a long time. Over thirty years, I can't believe it. Yeah, I was adding it up. Yeah, you yeah. Wow. Um <laughs> So a lot of my listeners may re remember you also from your many appearances on the radio show Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. What a great show. Yes. So you're on yeah. fire all the time. I, I, was, I was wondering, though, w was hanging with Dr. Drew both enjoyable and annoying as he's so darn perfect and squeaky clean? I mean, the man makes Mitt Romney look like a recreational meth user. How was that? He's not. Listen, he's not perfect. He has problems like everybody else. His oh. daughter was having, you know, weight and diet and bulimia issues. They didn't, he and his wife didn't even know about, you know, so he's actually a, a really good guy. I mean, most of the conversation is off the air. So I can use him as a sounding board, <laughs> you know, but he's really a great guy. Adam is the problem. Adam is the really difficult one. Yeah, we've had Adam on. He's a, he, he's a, he's, he's a uh, man's quick on his feet. Let's put it that way. So. No, I love Adam. I love him dearly. Brilliant man. But I always thought they were the perfect love line combo. I haven't listened to the show in years, but I used to love doing that, um, doing that show with those guys. And I think some of the funniest stuff I've ever done is, was on Loveline. Well, when you're on there, what area of sex sexual dysfunction seemed to be the, the number one topic most people brought up? Was there anything in particular? Um, let me see. Well, I mean, most of it, uh, I think the vast majority was women. 
Um, and uh, disease, you know, like, it got so weird. It got so weird. I think the weirdest call that we took was when they had it, you know, for a while, Love Line was on MTV, and they did, like, a television version of it. And a guy called up, and he said his girlfriend and her friends like to do vodka enemas. Mm. And uh, he called up, you know, he called in, and he said, you know, is this harmful, in any way harmful? I want to know before I engage in this activity. And I said, no, the only thing that will happen is it will slur your farts. And that was, <laughs> goes, thank you. So uh, that was pretty, that was pretty weird. That well, was pretty weird. You dispensed that for free. That's, 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 that's cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was wild, man. I mean, young people today, damn. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so what, what's your take on the current hobby of a number of American citizens placing full responsibility for all world and national problems on the back of our president? Because I myself was not aware he personally you know, made that virgin spacecraft blow up and caused uh, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo to be canceled. I mean, he's got his fingers everywhere. I guess, I guess man. You wait. When and if and when he passes by executive order, this immigration uh, right. laws, changes right. to the immigration laws, I think the Republicans' heads are going to explode and um i don't know man is this is it this is it remember hope and change i talk about all that on stage it feels feels like it was 20 years ago yeah it really does because yeah now he's he's they're blaming everything on him can i have a second here you know know, i really really need to have my my prostate prostate examined examined again again. as As the older older i get get, the more more i kind of look forward forward to it. it Um, hey, I hear you're into motorcycles. Maybe maybe that's accurate. Any close calls tooling around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, any close calls? No, because I don't really ride on the street. I mean, I took a ride last week with a good friend of mine, but we hooked up with a bunch of people and rode in the canyons up in the mountains, okay. you know, above L.A. I don't really commute to work on a motorcycle, so that solves a lot of problems. But still, I, I remember we were on a motorcycle trip. We were riding up to uh, Laguna Seca for the MotoGP races mm-hmm. years ago, and um, so we got separated. Me and this dude I was riding with got separated with the rest of the guys we were riding with. And we were going through a canyon. This canyon, we were in the middle of nowhere. These are back roads in California. Mm-hmm. And I see his head. He's riding in front of me. It begins to drop as if he's falling asleep. So I'm watching behind him, and I'm going through my mind. If he crashes, I was like beeping my horn, trying to get in front of him and to, to get him to pull over. I said, if he crashes, if he smashes his bike, I'm going to have to leave him there on the side of the road. I'm going to have to ride ahead five, six miles to get my friends. Then we're going to have to ride back 30 miles to the nearest town to get them to call a helicopter in the next town over to fly and get him. He'll be dead for sure. So I finally got in front of him. And we pulled off the road, and I go, dude, what's up? It looked like you were nodding off. And he goes, yeah, I was. He said he was absolutely asleep and dreaming on the motorcycle. And that was a pretty close call. It wasn't me, but it was someone else. I was like, this is going to be a bad day, but everything was fine. Though. I said, well, look, just rest until you get 
better, and then we rode on. But it was pretty scary to watch. I couldn't believe it. Heck yeah! I mean, I maybe get away f- without in the car for a few miles. Yeah, I've never heard anybody on a on a bike. Wow. Okay. I'm too scared, man. I am too hyper vigilant to be sleeping on a motorcycle, man. Please. Damn. All right. All right. Well, we're going fast, dude. We're going real fast. If anything would have happened, it would have been a very fucked up ending. I mean, a very bad ending. Sorry. That's all right. What do you ride, by the way? Um, I have a, a, a R1 LE 06 R1. They put them out. It was a very limited edition. I think they made like 150 of these REs, the Yamahas. Mm-hmm. And it's a 1,000cc. It's great. You know, they put Olin shocks and a, a dry clutch and all this racing stuff on it. I have a Honda 1000 RR and I have two Ducati Monsters, Chromos from 99 and 01. Uh, you're built for speed is what yeah. you're saying then, so. <laughs> yeah. No, man, those are the bikes I love. I love the old Ducatis, you know. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so you're also a black belt in Taekwondo, and I was wondering, do you think you could take Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, these days? He's got to have some joint issues right now, so he might be pretty easy. He has to, but he can still do those splits, though, man. He still? Can, I tell you how I can, I, I can outact him. That's for damn sure. All right. Yeah, well, that's a good, duh. Um, but I, if I sneak up on him, I can get him. Sucker, yes, yeah, kind of a sucker swing kick. Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, yes, man. I don't know. I never heard of sucker swing kick, but we can invent one we now. Just, I just made it up. But anyway, uh, like okay. I, I like I know what all the right. hell I'm talking about. All right. Well, you take care, uh, Mr. David all Allen right. Greer. That's right. I, I, I think President Obama needs a neck moment. Now, for those of you that don't know, a lot of black people, we know what a neck moment is. You know, it's usually in a time of stress. When you are trying to maintain your dignity and decorum, and it doesn't work, right, sir? All of a sudden, boom, you have a moment. All your white friends looking at you like, damn, Eli, I didn't know that was in you. Yes. Well, now you know, okay? Shit. President Obama is acting very beige, and I voted for a black president that's all i'm saying he's trying to get along make friends fuck that the republican party don't like you they don't want to get along with you they don't want to work with you so fuck them tired of it every day all day he's like well i'll i'll answer that problem in just a minute we'll, we'll, we'll get that started and i like that at first i was like well maybe he's on to some shit but it doesn't work with the BP oil spill. He's like, well, I'll just go down there and talk to those people and try to... No, he needs a moment. Because I voted for a black president. I'm talking about Mike Tyson black. All right? Suge Knight black. Wesley Snipes before he fucked up his taxes black. Blade black. That's what I'm talking about. I want a black president that instills fear. I want a president that is so black when he walks across the street, I lock my fucking doors. You know what I'm saying? This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Welcome back to the show, Julia Massey, and also ditto to the Five Finger Discount, which tonight is Dominic. Thank you for having us. We're thrilled to be here. All right, super. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm a fan. So uh, since you guys last appeared on our show, what's new? Uh, you know, seems like something very soon. 
might be changing for you, uh, Julia. Yeah. Is that, can yeah. I, can you I? You can, you can bring it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, what is it? Well, I am uh, expecting my first little baby. Okay, that's for the record. Can you believe it? It's true. It's really happening. (laughs) Right now, we just broke that news. You did. You know, uh, I've taken... Hell no, you haven't! And I've taken a CPR class, and but they didn't really cover childbirth, so if things start happening, I could pitch in and boil some hot water, though. I gotta ask you this, though. What the hell good is scalding hot water? Uh, I mean, with a baby. I mean, who's it? Who... What do you do with it? You know, I don't know what I would do except just have myself a cup of tea to calm myself tea. down. Okay, Maybe no tea that I can help. buy. I yeah. can okay, they're fine. All right. Well let's talk about the <laughs> let's talk about the new record. Um I wore out your last one, Letters from Far Away. Uh, what's the title of the new one? Was it grueling or did you like crank it out in an hour or two? You know, I think with all of our album titles, we kind of have that collective moment where we go, Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. And uh, this one is an acronym. It uh, the acronym spells out a light. It's A L I T E, mm-hmm. but uh, that stands for "Act Like It's the End." So hmm. that's the title. Dominic, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree that that's what the acronym stands for. Yes. All right. That, okay. <laughs> yeah, then you don't have any dissension in the band. That's good. He's he's, he's right there with you. Super. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He okay. Knows, he knows how to act. Well. Um, <laughs> What hey? What's the band's favorite uh, monument head on Mount Rushmore? And uh, no, so far Ronald Reagan is not up there yet. But I'm pretty sure after the midterms it's coming. But so far, okay. what what are we talking about for the four that you got? Of the oh. four we've got, I you know I love Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I think he's, yeah. It was that the right answer? Good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Roosevelt. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tom is obsessed. I he, love Teddy. Yeah, he was he was quite the man. I mean, we we need a Teddy Roosevelt right now. Absolutely. Um, all right. Okay, well, what's the name of the first song you're going to do? The first song we're going to do is called Protect This Place. Okay. Well, here you have it. Let's do this. Here is Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. Capture 
Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. 
say, uh, Spud, you have a call, but I, yeah. d- I don't think it's somebody famous or a celebrity. Um, as the co-host, I'm supposed to tell you all this information, um, it's aren't I? a temporary co-host, and oh. do you think you could, like, maybe loosen your tie? That, that power suit you have on is, oh. like, really getting on my nerves. Seriously. Oh. Oh, well, sure, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, so you do or you don't want to take the call? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Put it through. Call her. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Spud, it's me. Do you remember me? Well, should I? No, I know. I know you're not from ChristianMingle.com because I never use my real name there. So, you're are you a bill collector? And if so, I'm gonna make the minimum payment tomorrow. Just give me a little bit of time, okay? <laughs> no, you really don't know who this is. Yeah, uh, I thought we could build the connection in my previous calls to the show. Wait, wait, no. Are you the chick who calls in and says I'm gay? You're. You, that's <laughs> who I'm talking to, right? Hmm. Uh, well, it was a plausible point, but as I said, revealing your sexual preference, preference is your call. Yeah. I was just trying to facilitate your happiness. You just seem like a very bitter and frustrated man. Maybe I can help out a little. You know, Spud can come off a little bit hostile. I mean, I've only known him for a limited period of time, but I hear you when you say he seems to listen, be hostile. Listen, listen, dude, you don't even know me. What? What's my favorite condiment? Come on, what is it? Um... Yeah, what? it's two-in-one, ketchup and mayonnaise together. Oh. Okay, wh- what's my favorite drum solo from a 70s live concert? Hmm. The answer is... What is it? I, I, I Fine, don't, you don't even freaking know. I don't Don know. Brewer of Grand Funk. That's the live album. In, you know, Into the Sun, the tune. I rest my case. You don't know me at all. So don't act like you do. Bud, have you given any thought to your formative years? I was thinking, did you experience any difficulty with body training? There's what? considerable research to indicate this is a key moment in development. It can either set you on a course towards a well-balanced, fulfilling life, or it can truly be the first stage of a life of self-destructive behavior. This may sound dramatic, but there are considerable case studies to provide verification yeah, of this fear. Didn't you, didn't you say the last time you like you called you were like a secretary or something? This is like taking psychological advice from a plumber. This makes no sense. Uh, actually, I've met some pretty sharp plumbers in my day. They seem, on the whole, to be blessed with great intuitive skills. <laughs> Were you ever disciplined for wetting the bed? Well, s- sometimes, but it didn't, like, traumatize me or anything. Well, did you soil your pants often when you're what? out of diapers? What? <laughs> did this result in scolding or public humiliation? in front of other children? Look, my, my parents cut me slack on that stuff until, I don't know, maybe junior high. That's what washers and dryers are for, all right? So are, are we are we done here with this topic? Jeez, who wants to listen to my bathroom habits as a little kid? And Julia, you I want to take note over there about some of this. <laughs> well, I don't want to sound like a total disciple of Freud, but it seems to me your psychosexual development was impacted greatly by your relationship with your mother and your difficulties with potty training that laid the foundation of dysfunction. Mm, I, right. I know I know. when the right. wife and I finally got our youngest out of diapers, we went out to the casino to celebrate. Whoo, boy, that was a happy moment. I mean, who likes to start and end the day with poopy diapers? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I won't lie to you. It put a damper on the old love life, I can tell you that. Right, this call has to be one of the most boring conversations in the history of radio. Everyone listening now, and that might be like, I don't know, five or six people left. Uh, forgive me for this one, all right? I thought maybe the caller might be interesting, but uh, anyway, I guess not. All right, let's moving on. All right, we got to go. Hey. 
Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just trying to help you come to grips on why you're such a sad, angry man. Yeah, she is just trying to help, Spud. Uh, but I know the interrogation on your potty training, it was difficult for you. Uh, hey, lady, if you ever call again, please keep your questions to stuff that's interesting, not junk about my psychosexual development, whatever the hell that means. All right? Yeah. Not too yeah. much to ask Listen, for. Listen, sex may sell, but not in the same conversation as bathroom habits. This this was not a segment I would want to yeah. have potential sponsors check out. Yeah, I hear that. All right, lady, I got to go. I, have a nice night. Right now, it's uh, time to go to my clip of the week. Um, on, on this week's clip of the week, I stumbled across uh, that great American visionary Alex Jones and his recent discovery that he shared with listeners on ham radios everywhere. Yeah, evidently, through extensive research discovered, he discovered this personally that our first lady, Michelle Obama, is in fact a tranny. That's right. He presented firm, documented evidence to support this thesis, as he always does. I mean, he's so thorough. This rotund, pale, and Lipitor-gulping man is, is thorough, if anything. I have to say that. But I wonder where this country would be without individuals like him, digging deep for information the mainstream media turns their nose up on. I mean, here's the thing. No one but Alex Jones has taken a close look at the Obamas since they moved into the White House. They have gone untouched by the critical eye of the media. And with this kid glove of treatment comes the fact that treasure troves of truth remain to be uncovered as I speak. So, But do not fret. Seriously. Alex will soon announce his discovery that the whole Obama family are not of human DNA. Rather, they evolved from an unknown species from a, I don't know, distant galaxy. So who knows where they're from? But be ready when he drops that bombshell. But for the time being, get by on this one. Roll the clip. When every time I look at Michelle or Michael Obama, uh, the first lady of the first tranny, uh, the first lady of the first tranny, uh, the first lady of the first tranny, Every time I look at them, something doesn't look right. She doesn't look like any black woman or any woman I've ever known. She's got shoulders that are wider than a man's, shoulders that are wider than a man's, which physiologically, physiologically, physiologically doesn't happen. Again, you can put three heads on a man's shoulders and only two heads on a woman's shoulders. Three heads, two heads, three heads, two heads, three heads, two heads. That's a known anatomy. And then women generally have wider hips than, than men do. She looks like no woman I have ever seen, except, except, except for people who have had different chromosomal disorders who choose to be a woman. We're seeing more and more of these chromosomal disorders because of all the toxic waste and GMO, double XY, double XY, double XY, like Olympic runners and others, uh, to uh, perhaps having this disorder, they look just like Michelle Obama. And the Russians got caught in the Olympics, of course, back in the 70s and 80s, having, quote, women wrestlers and weightlifters. Well, we already have a gay president and his, and his transvestite uh, uh, wife. The very genetics of the human species across the board is being manipulated. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. So, uh, Spud, what do you want? Uh -huh. What do you want to do now? I, I did actually prepare some material for tonight's show. You know, uh, I, I don't want to disrupt the rhythm of the show, but do you think the listeners would want to hear a couple of riddles? I don't they, think so. Well, they went over really big at family gatherings last weekend. I had, especially the kids, they really enjoyed. Say, it. say how, how do we uh, have a sales manager? 
and we don't have any commercials on this show. I mean, isn't that your job? I, mm. I keep hearing we don't have any money for decent bagels or name brand beer or pop here in the studio. What do you do, really? Uh, I thought you knew that this was not my full-time job. No, I know nothing really about but you. I, I have a full-time sales position with the South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum Company. I've been there 14 years, actually. I took this second job on because well, the wife thought we needed to beef up the kids' college fund a little bit. I understand we haven't generated too much revenue, Spud. Oh, you think? Well, to this point with ad sales, but I feel we're very close to finalizing a couple of deals. I'm pretty confident about it. Oh, so soon we can offer band members more than like one beer a piece? It's embarrassing to have to grab them out of their hands when they exceed the limit. I mean, do you know how much crap I've had to take over the last year or so? I'm sorry, that that's very unfortunate. Uh, maybe I should stop off at the Walmart in the area and see if I can make a trade out. You know, we what? could get, well, listen, we could get some free beer and chips maybe for the band, and you could do a live on-air mention about maybe that you do your weekly shopping at Walmart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't be spitballing like this live on the air, but you, you get where I'm yeah, going, yeah, right? Yeah, I do, and I'd rather swallow a gallon of antifreeze before I would say publicly or privately I shopped at Walmart. You know, I may, and I very well may have a very small moral compass, but it, it is still functional. Yep, very well, very well. Okay, there's no need to discuss that any further. Um, let's do, oh, oh hey, well, hey, how about those Seahawks, huh? No, oh, man, See, I don't want to talk about sports with you. Oh. Jesus, can I just get back to doing my show? You're killing me here. Oh, absolutely, Spud. Uh, listen, I'm here to help. If, if I need to shut up now and let you do your job, please. Oh, I most certainly will. Please. Okay, where are we going okay. to next? Um, we, I am going to now interview my next guest. And oh. remember the rules. If you're going to sit on this couch with me, you are not allowed to say a word. Even you, if I have something know, that no, might add uh, no, to the conversation? No, no. Yeah, listen, I keep up with all the celebrity comings and going. My wife subscribes to both us and Entertainment Weekly. I mostly prefer us because it, well, know, hey, look, more... it, just just see if my next guest is on the line and just and zip it if if, if the guest is there. Right? Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm being told the, the next guest Good. is on the line. Are All you right. ready? Please welcome back to our show, a titan in the stand-up comedy business. I am referring to the one and only Gilbert Gottfried. Hello, Gilbert. Hi. Yep. Yeah, it's Spud Goodman again. It's Spud Goodman again, and we're and I'm bugging you one more time. So, hey, let's get this out of the way. You're going to be performing. Uh, at Side Splitters in Tampa tonight at 8 p.m. and then Friday and Saturday with two shows each night, 8 and uh, 10:15. All right, that's uh, that's going to be a busy uh, busy uh, weekend for you. Thanks a lot for checking in with us. All right. Oh yes. <coughs> so uh, you doing okay? Yeah, yeah. You doing all right? Everything's yeah, going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I. I... It sounds like I'm great at ad-libbing right now. Yeah, yeah. So if I go hi and yes, those are two things that I wrote. Well, that's that's good to know. All right. Could I steal those yes. maybe sometime? All right, super. Um, okay, our listeners uh, need to know that there's some new and exciting news regarding Gilbert, uh, you specifically. Um, if they're not aware, you're going to be on this season's Apprentice, uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, are you stoked? I, yes. Are you yeah, stoked? I, I, um, I've already done it, and uh, it's going to be coming on in January, I think January 4th, and uh, I'm not a contestant, I'm just there to feed pieces of meat to that thing that lives on Donald Trump's head. Oh, super. So uh, was hanging with the Trumpster uh, a ton of fun? Because I, I guess being a stand-up comic, you'd kind of be used to being constantly berated. I mean, was it okay for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, took it easier than most uh, people there. 
it, it's amazing with uh, Celebrity Apprentice that uh, these people go crazy and they go, oh, I, we have to win this. And, and I was always sort of saying to them, uh, look, you know Donald Trump is not really going to hire you to run his organization, don't you? You kind of pulled the curtain back on him, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't buy it. All they, right. they really thought they'd run Trump Enterprises. Well, since since obviously none of us know uh, what happened, let's. I was just curious. Some of your competitors on this season seem to be like high-value targets for you to take out because you know America's going to expect you to kick the ass of that Jonas kid, Geraldo Rivera, now that he's on Fox News, of course, and uh, you really can't let that Kate Goslin lady win this thing. You, you realize this. Millions of people in this country are counting on you to do what you have to uh, yes, do. Yes, I, I, I know. And when people are counting on me, you know the country's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, I, I have yeah, faith. Yeah, that's always... <laughs> I got faith. And I've, I'm also working on my podcast. Um, I have a podcast called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast that you can hear on gilbertgottfried.com and subscribe to on iTunes. Super. All right. Yeah, and I've interviewed Roger Corman. I've interviewed uh, uh, Danny Aiella and the guy from F Troop. Larry Larry Storch, Storch. one of my favorites. He's in his 90s now. Ah, I've interviewed him. That's awesome. And and I interviewed Marty Allen from Allen and Rossi. Wow. And he, yeah, he, they were that comedy team Followed the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. Sheesh, that would be, that's so cool. And again, where can it be found? Uh, it's uh, GilbertGottfried.com, and you could subscribe to it on SideshowNetwork.tv or uh, iTunes. All right, all right. And it's called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. All right, well, hopefully all of my listeners will, will be checking that out. Excuse me, Gilbert, for just one second. I don't, don't want to like, get, get off topic, topic here, here, but I, I guess, guess I should, I should avoid, avoid bringing up the subject of Area 51 right now. But for, for some, some reason, reason, I have this gut feeling that Gilbert knows a lot more about this than he lets on. So, uh, Gilbert, when you were last on our show, I did ask you about your renowned frugal, uh, finan- you know, your frugality financially. So this would seem to serve you well on The Apprentice this season, because you're, you're obviously never going to exceed the budgetary constraints of the project. That's that's a real edge for you. Uh, yes. And, and the best part about it was that I stayed at uh, Trump Towers and could steal all the little hotel shampoos I need. Ah, all right, super. Um, you know, you're probably the best source in stand-up comedy to ask this question. Um, what's the general rule of when it's okay to make a joke after something sad happens? Because it, I've heard, I've seen interviews with you. Um, yeah, and it, you've had a really interesting perspective. Um, some people think it's at 48 hours or it's a couple years. For amateurs, it's a tough call, but you're a professional and you're at the top of your profession. Um, you had a bold, distinctive point of view here. Like, you say the longer you wait, the less of an acknowledgement you are giving the situation, and it seems to minimize yeah, it. it it's, I, I always thought it's like, you know, it's looked upon as like the bad people do a joke right away, the good people wait and then do a joke. And... It's kind of like, to me, it's like when I do a joke right away, at least part of what's so funny is that it is uh, immediately after and you are aware of it. But if you wait, then it's like what you're saying is um, 
Well, like, you know, like people can do jokes about the Titanic now. And, you know, it's like, so we've waited. We don't know anyone uh, uh, related to that thing. So um, the hell with those people who died. Right. And that's, that's sort of like looked upon as the good people who do that. I remember like with the tsunami a year after it happened, I was already seeing jokes popping up on TV. And I thought, oh, so uh, after a year, a joke is a joke and no longer a crime against humanity. Right. Very, uh, very well stated. Um, on a lighter topic, uh, a lot of people wonder, what the heck does Gilbert Gottfried do in his spare time to relax? Or, or, do, you, or do you ever kick, ac- kick back? Are you all business all the time? Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, certainly I work a lot, but um, no, it's like, to me, relaxing is um, uh, sitting on the couch at home staring at, you know, just horrible television, and it's like, where I don't even know what I'm watching. My thumb is on the remote control, hitting it constantly. Uh, are you on any of those bad television shows that you watch? Or? I, I've certainly done enough of them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to be right back. Hold just a second, please. So, so should I be concerned that I haven't been able to pee in like almost nine hours? Or is it a good thing and mean my body is regenerating and soon I'll resume having wet dreams? You seem to have an affection for romantic novels as you've uh, read publicly excerpts from Fifty Shades of Grey. Did your penis I, really crawl up inside of you after picking up that book? Because I, I was curious about that. Uh, yes. Yes, I, um... <clears throat> I, I read Fifty Shades of Grey the way it should be read because I think most women who read that book were reading it in my voice. Yeah. And that, that too, you could hear on GilbertGodfrey.com. I read Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I teed that up for you. I, was, I wanted to get that up because I want people to go check that out. It's pretty cool. So, All right. Uh, well, last question, Gilbert. What uh, comedian had the most influence on your approach to comedy? That, that one, I'd like to know the answer to that one. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it always, uh, that question always kind of makes me nervous because influence is a nice way of saying plagiarized. But... Um, <laughs> I so many comedians. I don't know if there's any one comic. Uh, I it's like there's been so many. I every now and then I'll say something and I'll go, "Oh, I said that similar to how so and so said it." Does uh, did Rickles have any influence on you at all? I was certainly a, a big fan of his. Yes. Oh, I'm well, still am. Yes. <laughs> He's not dead yet. <laughs> so, I am a big fan of his, and oh, him and Jerry Lewis, the Marx Brothers, right. so many. Right. Okay. All right. Super. Um, so, we want to thank you so much, uh, Gilbert, to, for checking in with us one more time. All right. Oh, thank you. A guy walks into a bar. Joan Rivers is the bartender. He sees a sign over the bar that reads. Cheese sandwich, $1.50. Hand job, $10. He says to Joan Rivers, are you the one that gives the hand jobs? Joan says, yes, I am. He says, well, wash your hands, bitch. I want a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Good night. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, once again, Julia Massey in the Five Finger Discount. What did you see way up high? Something you couldn't identify. Looking in the sky for another chance. Sensory input, find the hoax. What does it take to be a ghost? And who are the folks making this romance? Rounding up all the videos and placing my bids. Yes and no's, cause crops ain't the rows when the patterns dance. But if there isn't no right and wrong, just everyone singing every song. Living along parallel plans. Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to the original KISS Army member, Spud Goodman. How much am I getting paid for this? Nothing? Then what the f*** am I doing here? All right, whatever. Get me the f*** out of here. 
Uh, hey, hey, Spud, uh, they're saying yeah. you have someone holding, I guess it's the caller you call NASCAR guy. Uh, is, is he is he a driver that, that or something? Again? He's not going to quit, is he? T- tell him to terminate him with extreme prejudice. I just don't... Spud, don't I, 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 don't, I don't want to interject here, but you do know NASCAR is like the second most popular spectator sport yeah, in America. Yeah, I think that dude's uh, made that point clear. Well, right behind the NFL. Yeah. Uh, do we want to offend that large a segment of potential listeners and maybe a sponsor or two? They have so many sponsors, they don't have enough room on those cars to fit them on. Who knows? This guy might know someone in the racing industry who could... I doubt it. Well, he could hook me up with some leads, maybe, or on potential sponsors. Please, take the call. The truth is, I have no fresh leads right now, and our producer is breathing down my neck. (sighs) Well, whatever. Put the doofus on. But there's no way he's good buddies with, like, that Roger Penske guy or Mario Andretti. Those are the only two names I know. Are they still alive? I think so. All right. Caller, go ahead. (laughs) Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, am I am I on the air right now? Yeah, I'm okay. afraid. Oh, oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, now whatever. I know your listeners are fixated on the NASCAR wrapping up in the 2014 season with the championship round at Homestead. No, no, I, I know you aren't a big uh, racing fan. At no, all, I'm but not. But even you, Spud, you might have enjoyed this racing season. It's been just so darn exciting. I gotta tell you, they have racing seasons. Say, all, all I know is that they punch each other in the pits. I didn't even know hey, they had like a full season. Hey, 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 caller. Uh, my name's Gerald Holcomb. I'm the sales director for this show. Do you think we could chat tonight after the show? Yeah, I guess so. Look, anyway, you know, I've not heard anything from the station you're on, Spud. You know, I sent him a demo tape I recorded on my laptop for a NASCAR show. It's a yeah. killer demo. Yeah. I mean, I, I know when they hear it, they're going to be sold on this because I bring the passion to racing. This is in my blood. Hey, have you ever driven a race car? That must be exhilarating. Well, no, no, but, you know, I'd love to someday. Well, see, I'm not doing much driving all right now because I had a little trouble with my license being temporarily suspended and all, but, you know, it's going to be okay in six six more months, I'm guessing. You know, I hope to take a race trip to the first NASCAR uh, race next spring. I invited Spud to go. You know, I had him to come, but when I called last time, but, you know, he said he got car sick and so he wasn't really... How many five-hour energy drinks have you downed in the last couple hours? Just curious. Uh, And I I only get a little nauseous when I'm in a car for more than, like, a half-hour hour or so it's i'm fine getting around town there's no issues whatsoever hey uh, caller do you know anybody in the racing business like the people who deal with companies that buy space on cars uh you know like levitra and cialis or uh, viagra uh, they all seem to have very large ad budgets they might be interested in sponsoring a radio show that had a weekly nascar racing segment how does that sound what are you serious no, okay, so I would have a segment on Spud's show devoted to NASCAR? Yeah. So, so how many minutes would I get? I, I mean, my, well. my pilot was, was for an hour weekly show, but I wouldn't want to take up all Spud's time in the show. Now, how does, oh, like, a 20-minute so, so, so segment nice sound to get started out and stuff? I'm not an egomaniac. I can share the spotlight. I'm good with that. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Are you on crack? Well, listen, let's let's table the conversation just until we can get together at, like, Denny's for lunch next week. Oh, yeah, I could do lunch next week. Okay, you pick the Denny's, and, and I'll be there. Oh, that's fantastic. Listen, I'm excited to see where we can take the NASCAR look, time look, with this show. Look, you're, right, both on, you're both on crack. i got to end the show right now. Caller, don't bug me again, all right? I think you've inhaled way too many fumes, or I don't know what your deal is. I stand my, by my position, though. i got to state this for the record. Watching cars go around in circles is as exciting as watching a married couple 
Make love. Oh, that's a little harsh, Spud. Caller, I'll Dump be in touch. Dump the call, touch. please. All right. Oh. Okay, Gerald, as, as I'm now about to wrap up uh, things, you, you know you can get up and take a smoke break or something because you don't have to stay here in the studio. Well, actually, Spud, I do have to stay here, and I don't smoke. Uh, listen, I'm just trying to do my job here. What? Whatever. Can, can I ask if you've ever... Ever, ever gotten invited to our producer's condo? This is what I wanted to ask you, and I got you on the air, so I figured, Mm. you know. I heard some stories, and I was kind of wondering if they were true. Her place is supposed to be, like, really nice. Mm -hmm. The the building she has is in is, like, has a hot tub and a game room and stuff like that. Well, I might have been. I might have dropped by a few times. All right, <laughs> no so need, I need to know. No need to share that. It's it, not a problem. It will, All right, yeah, we're well, on the air. What, what so. does the wife say about that? I might want to add, but that's not important, I guess. It's just kind of gross, actually, to even think about. Well, it's, it's not really the time or place to be discussing private matters. So yeah, I guess I was not. wondering. Hey, what are your plans for after the show, Spud? I was thinking maybe we could stop by on the way home for a beer or something. Well, are you going to change clothes? I mean, that suit you have on is a bit much for any place I hang out. Uh, at. I mean, you walk in there, they're going to call you out as a DEA guy or something. I don't I mean, have. Have a change of clothes in my car. I have I have gym shorts or something. I can put on gym shorts. Gym shorts? Or are you talking about a pair of John Stocktons or something? No, no. I, I just just go with the suit, man. All right. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm going up to the Parkway Tavern. You know when we're done. All right. Okay. That sounds good. But I'll be there. All right. Okay. And you're buying, right? And that includes meals. All right. I I, oh. I there's some stuff I have in mind because I'm very hungry. All right. All this right. is Spud right. Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. All right. God bless and ciao. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. Live music production and broadcasting engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. 
y'all. Welcome one and all to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. I am Lawrence, and I will be your host for today. I certainly hope everybody out there is doing okay in Radio Land. It is a thrill to be speaking to millions, I say even billions maybe, in the whole world wide world web system here. I got to give a shout out to Ethiopia, to Peru, and, and oh yeah, Mongolia. Yeah, we're all brothers on this earth. So, in Amsterdam. What's up, Kazakhstan? Oh, in Amsterdam? Yeah, I, I, I probably should uh, probably introduce my co-host for tonight's post-show report. Now, I, I don't really know the guy, but I just met him just before we went on the air. Uh, the name is George, right? You know, with, the, with that suit and tie yeah. you got on, you know. Let me ask you are, you, are you with the FBI or the DEA? Well, it, it's it's Gerald, and no, I, I'm not in law enforcement. I was asked by our producer, Lori, to sit in with you tonight. Actually, I'm I'm in sales, and it's a pleasure to work with you, Lawrence. I've heard a lot about you. Well, I, I know people talk, but uh, but most probably what you heard, it's, it's not all true. You know, yeah, I've been to the joint and all, but I wasn't up on a heavy beef, all right? Now, I just want to make that clear. Oh, yeah. you've been You've been incarcerated? Really? Well, wait, maybe I did hear something about that. Probably just, I think it was vandalism or trespassing, right? No, they don't send up people for those misdemeanor deals. Now, now they're money makers for the city and municipalities, you know, mm-hmm. fines. And that, that's what those are all about. You know, that's not my speed. The only conviction I ever had were about art, man. See, my attraction to it has been the blessing and the curse of my life. Oh, oh, you went on a graffiti spree somewhere, like a public facility, and they threw the book at you? Spray spray paint. It's tough to get off a wall. No, I I regretfully let my love of the art world, that's what got me in a bunch of trouble. See, we're talking nine felony counts I did time for. I started off as a hobby and all, but... I got too good at it, really. I mean, right now, if if, uh, if you gave me some brushes mm-hmm. and, a, and a fair-sized canvas and some acrylic paints, I could knock out a halfway decent copy of a Pollock or a Dolly in maybe four hours. That was easy money. Really? Well, that Super. is quite impressive. So, Super. W- would you would you uh, like to know a little bit about me? Uh, like I said, I- I'm in sales, and I am, of course, I'm the sales manager for this program. Uh, I, I It's a little side job from my 9 to 5 gig. I I sell carpet and linoleum up in South Seattle. Uh, but I have a wife and two kids, Kelsey and Jennifer. How about you? Are you married or have kids, Lawrence? Uh, why don't we leave that topic for another day? Now, now, right now, I should probably introduce our panel we've got today. We're on the soundboard. We have Dave. Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey, Dave. Welcome and back, our, Dave. Our sound good to be back. It's good to have you back, Dave. And we got on one, our engineer. Hi. Hi, as always. <laughs> we say, uh, now handling the, the highlight clips, we've got Derek today, and our intern is Anna. Super. Hey, Lawrence, I want you to know I'm going to be your wingman tonight. Anything you need, you just let me know. I'm there for you. Do, do you feel me? Yeah, I don't really know it. Well, why don't we get started with the music right now? Now, first up, we have a band from Austin, Texas, The Ugly Beats, and uh, with Brand New Day. And then we have a band, The Spud, he's quite fond of. It's a local band that deserves to be known everywhere. Timbers, Trees and Timbers, with Wolf and Sheep, The Brand New Cut.
studio today we got julia massey in the five finger discount here hey julia hey, let, let me ask you here have you ever done any prison time you know probably probably not huh you know no, not like a weekend no. or two in the county jail none that i can speak to no oh that's good no. yeah you better off that way i tell you you learn things you don't want to learn but so. now, now let me ask you but the name though you you call yourselves the five finger discount though so. right we do and i actually didn't know what a five finger discount was so i now i do but we are not thieves oh okay yeah because now i had to kind of clear that up and figure Super. it out there well then, so what are the musical influences for you guys oh man you know dom and i have very different ones but uh i i grew up really enjoying michael jackson thriller is one of my oh, favorite albums yeah. of all time yeah and i really uh dug on a lot of the early 90s stuff to come out of this area Oh, the whole, like, with I the, moved here. Yeah. the grunge scene, the grunge you know. Oh, yeah, 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 I feel you there. Not any art lovers in the band for either you, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like some nice pieces, like a Matisse, maybe? Or? <laughs> I love Matisse. I love Monet. Monet, oh, yeah, yeah the masters. What about, what about the pop art stuff? 
Popeye's stuff. Hey, it's all art. It's all yeah, good. That's right. what I say. Yeah. No, no, Super. So tell us the name of the last song you're going to do for us here. This last tune is called Nuclear Disarmament. Nuclear Disarmament. Julian Massey of the Five Finger Discount. to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. 
All right, it's time for our first celebrity highlight here. Now, Derek, what you got for us today? Uh, so for our first highlight of the day comes from uh, the Gilbert Gottfried interview. So, David, a lot of people, of course, remember your work way back on In Living Color. And over the years, I've interviewed a few of your fellow cast members from that show. It's it's kind of ridiculous how much talent was on that show during its run. It's kind of like the sketch comedy version of the film Dazed and Confused because virtually everyone in the credits later blew up. It's pretty wild, even to this day, isn't it? Well, not everyone. Not everyone. Okay, not everyone. You got me. A lot of the original cast. Yeah, I mean, we could spend another 20 minutes going over the names, but yeah, I think, I think my listeners yeah. get the gist. It was just pretty much uh, a golden a golden uh, moment. That that show was pretty special. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to lead to here is comedy is but one part of your career. You, you graduated from Yale with a master's in fine arts, and you have a pretty freaking uh, impressive resume as a dramatic actor. I mean, you did the Mammoth play Race on Broadway and got one of your two Tony nominations. So, and then you also what? You three did, Tony nominations. Three, excuse me. Dude, three. Ah, damn, I got I got to research. I got to do better research. But, but you also started what with Altman Streamers, which was pretty a pretty freaking heavy movie. So, wow, you're yeah, you're versatile. Yeah. You're versatile in a half. I've, you know what? I've always loved uh, acting and all facets of it. Um, so I hope to continue to push on, but you know, live comedy is something I always come back to because it's a way to connect with my fans on a very direct and intimate basis, especially when there's a club setting. Um, that's why I still do it. But, uh, yeah, man, I've been, I've been pushing for a long time, over 30 years. I can't believe it. Yeah. I was adding it up. Yeah. You, yeah. Wow. So, um, Gerald, I don't want to be, uh, I don't really rude or anything, but I think your presence here kind of frazzled Spud, and in that frazzling, uh, he kind of handed me the wrong schedule, the the old draft of the schedule here. Listen, everybody always wants to blame the guy in the sales, but hey, I, I I'm not pointing fingers here. I'm I'm just offering my thoughts. Anyway, that was definitely not Gilbert Godfrey. That was uh, David Allen Greer talking about the all star cast of the old show in Living Color. Oh uh, yeah, that show was the, that was the time I loved that show in Living Color. We only got to watch it in black and white on the joint, though. You didn't get color TV on the joint, so yeah. So it was like in living, in living black and color. white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you may do with what you got, though. But I like that Alan Greer, David Alan Greer. I actually got into that show before I got into Saturday Night Live. Oh, is that right? That's right. Nah, but yeah. the, I was going to say, we, we've given the audience a great teaser now for the Gottfried clip that's going to be coming up later in the yeah, show. There, so stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the Gottfried sounded a little funny. Yeah, and it just now. Yeah, it was, clip, his voice so. was a little less grating in that clip. So <laughs> Yeah, so. All right. Well, why don't we throw it back to the music now. Now, first up, we have a band Spud found from Beirut, Lebanon. Now, that's a place that can get a little hairy at times. This is Avery Talented. This is a very, very talented band. They're called the Wanton Bishops. And this song is titled Sleep With The Lights On. After that, we have a Northwest band here. Veterans from the Northwest called the F-Holes with Give A Little. Let's do this.
If she would just give a little If she would just give a little If she would just give a little I'd probably give it a go If she would just give a little If she would just give a little If she would just give a little And by that I would know I just need a good woman to tell me what to do
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Super. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we got a clip of the week coming up here. Yeah, yeah we do. And um, I'm a little leery because I'm still looking at that same schedule, but I think this is Alex Jones talking about how Michelle Obama is a transvestite. Hmm. When every time I look at Michelle or Michael Obama, uh, the first lady of the first tranny, uh, the first lady of the first tranny, uh, the first lady of the first tranny. Every time I look at them, something doesn't look right. She doesn't look like any black woman or any woman I've ever known. She's got shoulders that are wider than a man's, shoulders that are wider than a man's, which physiologically, physiologically, physiologically doesn't happen. Again, you can put three heads on a man's shoulders and only Two heads on a woman's shoulders. Three heads, two heads, three heads, two heads, three heads, two heads. That's a known anatomy. And then women generally have wider hips than, than men do. She looks like no woman I have ever seen, except, except, except for people who have had different chromosomal disorders who choose to be a woman. We're seeing more and more of these chromosomal disorders because of all the toxic waste and GMO. Double XY, double XY, double XY, like Olympic runners and others, uh, to uh, perhaps having this disorder, they look just like Michelle Obama. And the Russians got caught in the Olympics, of course, back in the 70s and 80s, having, quote, women wrestlers and weightlifters. Well, we already have a gay president and his, and his transvestite uh, uh, wife. The very genetics of the human species across the board is being manipulated. I, I have no words. Yeah. What what does it matter anyways? Like even if she is a tranny, like so what, man? To each their own. I mean, you know. Yeah, but then how do you explain their daughters? Are they like adopted, or maybe maybe they're uh, uh, like teenage transvestites? You know something else? He talks about a a man could have three heads on their shoulders, but a woman can only have two, and she could have three heads on her shoulder. But I've seen her wear shoulder pads before. So I don't know if he's taking into account the shoulder pads. That's true. You got to you got to account for that. Well, maybe she's just a burly girl, man. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, there, there is such a that. thing as a woman who comes in handy on a camping trip, right? Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, he's a president, so he can marry any kind of. If it's an alien, he can marry an alien. You know, as far as he's concerned, he, he's a leader of the free world. That's that, true. That'd be pretty hot, actually. Yeah. yeah. Let Alex. Let Alex come to the joint, and he would be able to tell one from another. I tell you, you can tell you've never been inside. Yeah. He does belong in the joint. <laughs> Maybe so. That man is crazy, or at least a mental institution. <laughs> All right, now let's get back to some other music. Why don't we hear? Well, we're going to start off with a band that's managed by Spurs' mother, Safala, and they're called Cody Foster Army. And this is a song off their new record, Smoking Gun. It's titled Somewhere. 
And then we have a regular on the Spud Goodman show. Now, he hasn't been on for a while, but hopefully soon he'll, he'll be back in here. I'm talking about the legendary Richard Peterson and the title cut off his album, Love on the Golf Course.
Gentlemen, first show report. Uh, hey, Lawrence, our boss is on the phone holding. Do me a solid. Please don't mention what we discussed while the band was playing, okay? Let, let, we're just going to keep that confidential, okay? Oh, come on. You think I'm a rat, George? Look, look, I never snitch. No, no, never, never. Well, it's Gerald, and you know what I was, what I said? I was just venting. There's no need to pass that on. It's all I'm saying, so ixnay on that one, okay? Hey, guys, put the call through because she really does not like being kept on hold, right? Uh, Lori? Lori, are you there? Yeah, yeah, what's up, Ms. Madsen? How's it going for you tonight what can we do for you i've been calling gerald there for the last 45 minutes but he hasn't returned my call or texted me is he on mic hey hi Lori. Uh, my cell's dead and i don't have my charger with me i was not trying to ignore you or anything is there something pressing right now well this guy hosting this post-show report the guy mm -hmm. sitting next to you let me talk to him uh, Larry, can I ask you a question? Uh, Miss Madsen, please, don't, don't call me Larry, okay? Now, it goes way back, and there's no need to go over old news, but I'd really appreciate that. That is not super. Not super. Lawrence, Lawrence and I already went over this. Uh, were you aware that he had such colorful stories about his experiences while being incarcerated? Why the hell do you think he's on the air right now? The mm -hmm. man has no qualifications, no experience, no talent, if I may be so bold. But he does have one thing that we can use on this show, and that is the danger factor. Prison Super. shows are big ratings grabbers on the cable. So why not the radio, right? Uh, can I jump in here? Now, each week, I I'm getting better here, you know? Oh, how are we doing in the ratings? Hey, you know, that's the first time in my life I've ever asked that question. That feels really good. Well, funny you should bring this up. The last three weeks, you have doubled the number of listeners from the Super. first hour with Spud. Uh. The post-show report is kicking butt and also Spud's butt. I don't understand it, but what the hell, I'm liking it. Your Pruno recipe you gave out last week generated a ton of emails asking if we could post it to our show Facebook page. Do you have it written? I mean, you do have it written down, right? Nah, nah, there's no need for me to write down my recipe for Pruno because I know it backwards and forward. Now, I don't never write down no recipes, and I never forget an ingredient. You know, I might not be too fond of Pruno, but do you know, do you have any recipes for spicing up mystery meat on a shingle? I hear you got that meal at least three or four times a week, huh, Lawrence? You know, the wife serves it at the house occasionally. Just Super. give me the Pruno recipe, okay? We finally have something people are contacting us about besides complaining about Spud. Lawrence, if you keep these numbers up, we're going to have to sit down and discuss something long term. Hey, how about that, Lawrence? Pretty cool to hear, huh? Yeah, yeah, I have to say, you know, I got to talk to my agent and see what she has to say about that. You have an agent now? Well, we just started seeing each other. She volunteered to be my agent, so I said okay. Well, she works at a Quiznos, but but she, she wants to get into show business any way she can. Should I have a call you set up a meeting? I, Super. I don't know. I suppose if you, <laughs> if you think having an agent means you're going to get uh, making big money right now, you're about to be disappointed. Unless Gerald there has closed an actual sale with a sponsor, 
Oh. Um, how about it, Gerald? How many calls did you make today? Mm. Sponsors are not going to magically contact you. Look, look, I, I, I'm not doing this gig for the money. I, like, I, like I said, I told you, I just need to, to make an even dollar a day to legally keep my PO off my back. Now, being gainfully employed, that doesn't mean you, you have to make big money, but uh, right now it sure would be nice. And Top Ramen is getting old. I can promise you that if you keep these numbers up, Top Ramen will be history soon. So, Gerald, get your rear in gear and start selling some ads, okay? Okay. I got I to gotta go now, guys. I have this week's Dancing with the Stars on the VCR, and it's calling me. How about the friend of the show, that Tommy Chong? Huh? Who knew he could dance? He is amazing. So I got I gotta go, you guys. All right, later. Oh, oh, Lawrence, thanks, man, for keeping your mouth shut. I should never have said those things about her. It'll never happen again. I promise you that. Man, all the guys on the tier at Pelican Bay would bitch every day about the war, and so you know, I know it's it's therapeutic. Oh, that's good to know. Hey, would you like to come over for dinner at the house this weekend? The wife can whip up some of that mystery meat on a shingle just for you. Yeah, I think I'm busy this weekend. So, Derek, now, what highlight clip you got for us today? Ladies and gentlemen, the highlight you've been waiting for. I was going to ask for a drum roll, but that's <laughs> that's even better. Uh, I can find a drum roll here, I'm sure. Hold on to your pants, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well... That well, too bad. <laughs> How about we just roll the clip? <laughs> You're going to be on this season's Apprentice, uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, are you stoked? I, yes. Are you yeah, stoked? I, I, um, I've already done it, and uh, it's going to be coming on in January, I think January 4th. And uh, I'm not a contestant. I'm just there to feed pieces of meat to that thing that lives on Donald Trump's head. Oh, super. So uh, was hanging with the Trumpster uh, a ton of fun? Because I, I guess being a stand-up comic, you'd kind of be used to being constantly berated. I mean, was it okay for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, took it easier than most uh, people there. It, it's amazing with uh, Celebrity Apprentice that uh, these people go crazy and they go, oh, I, we have to win this. And and I was always sort of saying to them, uh, look, you know Donald Trump is not really going to hire you to run his organization, don't you? Uh, you kind of pulled the curtain back on him, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't buy it. All they, right. they really thought they'd run Trump Enterprises. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it was. I uh, hope it was worth the wait. That was excellent. Yeah, I like this and give it God for you. I always thought that Donald Trump's head ate crickets and mealworms. I didn't <laughs> think it was pieces of meat. That's one of the theories out there. Maybe it's evolving. You know, we need to take Donald Trump out to those uh, taco trucks. Yeah, yeah, that's the same as crickets and mealworms. You're right. Hard. It's hard to imagine him standing. That's Taco, in a taco Bell taco truck. Taco truck, Taco Bell. I think they all use the same thing. I think it's the mealworms all they got, but it still tastes good to me. I close mm. my eyes. You you tell me what's in it. I don't care. I eat it all day long. You can't complain when it's like 89 cents for like six tacos. Is it 89 cents? I got to give up Top Ramen if that's the case. It's I'm fast, it's back. cheap, and it resembles food. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's, it's better than that jingle, I'll tell you. Anytime. <laughs> well, why don't we do some music? It's time for some more music. Let's let's start off uh, with a band from Seattle who's performed on Spud's show. That's Warning Danger and their public service song, Safe Sex, which is something you need to keep in mind both in and out of the joint. After that, we have a band from Brooklyn, New York, The So-So Glows with Lost Weekend. Let's go.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, so uh, Lawrence, can I can I jump in here just for a second? Uh, I wanted to ask you if you knew the definitive rule for fist bumping. Now, I know there's been a lot of debate on what a fist bump means. Like I saw on on Fox and Friends uh, a couple of years ago that they insinuated that it was a terrorist sign of solidarity. But I really doubt they have verified proof of that. So it's probably just something that got leaked from Homeland Security and it proved to be baseless. Say what? First, fist bumping. I I just want to get the 411 on how to do it properly. Like, do you line your knuckles up at 12 o'clock or do you turn them to 3 o'clock or... Nine o'clock? I guess nine o'clock would be a bit awkward, but it can be done. So here's, look, here's a nine o'clock. I'm pretty sure, okay, so I'm pretty sure three o'clock is the standard. Am I right on this? That that doesn't look right. Uh, No, I never thought about it. I just do it. Yeah, I'm not the best with time anyway. I never I never wore a watch or nothing in my life. I just want to make sure I do it correctly. When I attend parties and gatherings, you know, when someone greets you with a straight up 12 o'clock, it's a no-brainer, but a couple of times, like when I'm golfing with my friends, they'll come at me with these various angles. And right now, I, I it's like I wait a few seconds to make sure I have the same one as them, but it's not as expressive when you're late to meet a fist. His just sits there waiting for you to respond in kind, and delay it can sometimes give the impression that you're not as enthusiastic. Okay, well, you know, I just say you know whatever comes when right, it super. comes down to it, just you just let your fist do its thing, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the angle, late or uh-huh. early, you know, it's all good. I, I wouldn't get too stressed out about it. It's a fist bump, man. Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're you're probably right. I'm putting too much thought into it. After mm. after we're off the air though, maybe you could give me some pointers on the right way to shake hands that you guys do. You, you know, the slapping hands and the. Why don't we just get back to the music now, Gerald? Okay, first up, Super. we got another band who's performed on Spud's show. This is the Plastids, and this this song here is called Old Growth. After that, we have a band that most everybody credits with creating the punk rock garage sound in the Northwest here, found it here, and exported to other parts of the world. And they are the Sonics. And this song is called Shot Down. Enjoy. Yeah. 
to the Spud Goodman post-show report. All right, it's time to say goodnight. I hope everybody here had a good time listening to tonight's post-show report. I tell you, I had a good time doing it. I enjoyed it. I must say, being on the air is a lot of fun. Not that I don't like doing my sales calls, but it's kind of exhilarating having a microphone, entertaining the world via this web deal. If I could say, Lawrence, you were the man tonight Uh, how long have you been in radio yeah about four weeks now yeah i do dig it for sure i can tell you wow i thought you were a veteran broadcaster Uh, you have a gift i guess Uh, did you have a radio station in prison no the warden he wouldn't go for that uh the few of us did send him a petition asking for a low power setup and all Mm -hmm. he said something about not having enough money in the budget for it but i know he was just afraid we're gonna take the free speech thing too far and he probably thought too much of that gangster rap would not be a good thing i've read it can be pretty raw at times y'all rap's cool but you know if i had a shift i'd be playing mostly show tunes because i'm a big big fan of broadway man really that's interesting oh yeah yeah well look we got to say thanks to our panel right now we got dave on the board thanks dave we got uh on one our sound engineer there yeah Derek with the highlight clips and of course anna our intern thanks anna good night everybody I certainly want to thank everyone, too. Uh, I hope we get another opportunity to be on the air with you, Lawrence, and I guess even Spud. I'll be much more polite than with him. All right, then. Uh, goodbye, everybody. We're going to leave you with a song from the Northwest Band, Many Years Ago, The Heats, and their song, I Don't Like Your Face. See you next week.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our intern is Trent Botello, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. <laughs>